Welcome to the Wish Well Podcast, a women's integrative summit on health and wellness. A podcast hosted by Dr. Michelle Dang, a board-certified anesthesiologist and pain management physician with additional fellowship training in integrative medicine. This podcast will feature weekly episodes with women from all walks of life discussing their health and wellness journeys. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 38 of the Wish Well podcast. This is Dr. Michelle Dang. Before we get into more details about this podcast, I just want to make sure you all are doing well. I am recording this literally the night before. I'm really tired and kind of let the week get away from me. It has been a pretty overwhelming week. There has been so many things or there have been so many things going on and um, sometimes it's hard to remember all the little things and remember to take a breath and that you will get through it all. I have used my planner and that has definitely helped me kind of be able to stay on track with things. But actually this past weekend, it was a four day weekend for my sixth grader, my son, and really tried hard not to even open up my planner or um, kind of get bogged down with all the things that I needed to do and tried really hard just to be present in the moment with him. So my husband and I actually decided to take him to go fishing, which I'm not a fisherwoman. <laughs> my husband is the big fisherman in the family. He, he grew up fishing. I did not. I didn't even eat seafood probably until I was much older. And so fishing has always been a new experience for me. And the first time I probably went fishing was with my husband, maybe about four years ago. And um, just the act of putting on bait was really creepy for me. So anyways, um, I just want to share with you the story that we took my son fishing and he had been fishing a couple times before. But um, on this trip, we used live shrimp bait, which is really gross. <laughs> I love to cook. I can cook a variety of, of things. I can cook most everything. I have a real big problem cooking things that are whole, like whole fish, whole shrimp, whole octopus. I've tried that. I just can't do it. It just creeps me out. makes me really feel sorry for those little animals. But anyways, for this fishing trip, we had to use live shrimp bait, which I can probably hook the medium-sized shrimp when it gets bigger and they are squirmy and they jump and it just really makes me feel really bad for them. Anyways, so I had to hook the shrimp uh, for the bait for my son, but the first person who was able to catch a fish was actually my son. And so it was really, he was very excited about that. He was able to reel it in all by himself, which was pretty cool. And then mommy actually caught two fish on her own. So that was pretty cool. Uh, So anyways, I was trying to be really present for my family this past weekend. So I let the, the, days kind of get away from me. And so now here I am at 11 o'clock at night recording this very long intro for you, but I really am excited to share with you this episode. And the reason why is because, so this episode is with Dr. Pyle Patel-Gael and her episode is entitled 
I am enough. And another phrase that she used was why not me, which I think is really important for us just as women, or even some of you men who are listening to this podcast. It's really hard to just know that you are enough and what you have accomplished and what you are going to accomplish is enough. And it's really easy, I think, in this day and age with social media to kind of look outwards and just think, oh, well, this person has such and such X, Y, and Z, and I don't have that. And because I don't have all those things, I'm not enough and I'm never going to be good enough. And it's easy to really beat yourself down, just kind of looking outwards and seeing all the things that you don't have without realizing all the things that you do have. And I know that I am guilty of this myself. It's, it's really hard. I think when you get really busy and you just really don't take a moment to be mindful and realize all, all the blessings that you do have. And I'm so grateful for my husband, for my kiddo who is so, he's getting into his preteen years and, and calls us dude all the time, dude and bro. I don't even know where that came from. But anyways, it goes by so quickly. So, you know, I just want to just stress that, um, you know, it is important to be really mindful and remember that you are enough. So I think this episode is really an important one to listen to. I love her story, Dr. Patel Gail's story. And so I do want to tell you a little bit about her. She is a pediatric integrative physician. She's a wife and mother to two boys. In 2009, she graduated from Goryeb Children's Hospital in New Jersey. After she was working for about 60 hours a week in private practice for three years, she gave birth to her baby boy. And originally, she was planning to return back to work part-time. But once he was born, she decided to be a stay-at-home mom. During this time, she did also give birth to her second son. And then after, after that, four years had gone by. And um, when she returned to work, she realized that she was no longer the same practitioner. Her years at home as a mom helped her to redefine her practice mindset. And what she had learned theoretically was not necessarily practical for all families. This real-life experience combined with her pediatric knowledge led her to pursue a certification in integrative medicine at the Andrew Weil Center of Integrative Medicine. With that approach, healing takes into account the whole person, including all aspects of lifestyle. I love seeing all the exciting things that she's doing in her Facebook group. You can definitely reach out to her at mdthemindfuldoctor.com. On Facebook, her name is Pyle Patel Gayal, and on Instagram, she's at mdthemindfuldoctor. Definitely check her out and reach out to her. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode, and remember to tune in every week for more episodes, and leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes if that's your listening platform. Otherwise, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our blog, wishwell.health.blog, and my personal Instagram, michelledangmd. Other than that, take care, stay safe, and stay healthy.
All right. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Michelle Dang with the Wishwell Podcast. I'm here today with Dr. Pyle Patel-Gayal. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, Dr. Gayal, or Pyle, she, um, she actually is in the middle of completing her integrative medicine fellowship, so we chatted a little bit about that. But she is a practicing pediatrician, and she has a parent coaching business as well. So I'm super excited to have her on here to discuss her journeys and a little bit about what she does now. So welcome, Pyle. How are you? Good. Thank you so much, Michelle. I'm super excited about today. Um, it's really nice to, you know, be able to share my journey and hopefully it encourage, encourages other people too. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about um, what, what words or phrases you would describe your health and wellness journey. So the words that kind of came to mind for me was, um, why not me? You know, a lot of times you just think um, like, oh, these things happen for other people. And I've kind of had that um, kind of in the back of that little voice in my head. And then, so I was like, you know what? And so now I'm, I always ask, why not me? And that's helped me and pushed me in a different direction. Um, and the other one, which is really, really resonating is, um, I am more than enough, uh, because there's so much self doubt, you know, um, in different aspects of your life. And I think that this has kind of encouraged me to be like, think outside the box, you know, what is different that you have that you want to do, um, and you have all the tools to do it. So um, you can tell yourself, I am more than enough. And your story is quite interesting. So I was reading a little bit about your bio and you went from being a full-time pediatrician, practicing over 60 hours a week in private practice to uh, staying at home after you had your first, first boy, first baby? Yes, um, okay. I have two boys, so yes, my okay. first one. Uh -huh. So tell us a little bit about, about that process for you. Oh, yes. Um, so I did my training. Um, I'm currently in Los Angeles, but I did my training in New Jersey. Um, and I was living actually at the moment in the Bronx, um, which is very different from a little LA girl going to the Bronx. Um, so that was a transition. Um, we, um, we were, I was reverse commuting and I was like driving all the time to work 60, sometimes more um, hours a week in a private practice. And I kept it going, kept it going. My husband it, was in training at that point. He's also a physician. Um, and I told myself, okay, fine, like this is good, but let's see, you know, I, I don't know if I can maintain this. Well, when I had my first child, um, my son, um, I, was, I had a little bit of time off and I was like, okay, fine. But as soon as he was there in my arms, I just couldn't fathom being, having to like go to work and leaving him with a stranger because my family wasn't around and we didn't have like, I didn't have much support over there for myself. Um, so that was one of those things where it's like, well, I guess I have to decide. I can't do one or the other. I mean, I could, but for myself, I wanted to at least pick what I wanted to do. And I just called my boss one day and I said, you know what? I'm not coming back. And he was, he was like, what, what do you mean? You know, like you have this, all these patients that see you all the time. And I said, I just, it doesn't feel right to me. And I think a lot of it was anxiety. I had lots of anxiety about, um, you know, what would happen to me if I'm not there? Uh, what if I couldn't pump? Um, you know, just, you know, what if he didn't sleep? It was just all these stories I told myself that it was not possible to do this. And I was like, you know what? I have to do what's best for me. And so that was the first time I really feel like I stood up and was like, this is what my priority is right now. And I just took the leap. And I said, I don't know, because I was 
breadwinner in the family because he was my husband was in fellowship and I was like well we'll just figure it out you know um apartment for a long time uh you know drive whatever cars it doesn't matter but I just wanted to do what my heart told me um and honestly it's been like it was like the best decision of my life was there a lot of fear kind of because for many of us who are in medicine especially women um, who have spent a lot of time, you know, studying to become a physician and then going through training, um, you know, it is a real, really difficult decision to kind of step away from that. Yeah, I mean, tons of fear, because mm-hmm. what would people think? Well, forget about people, like just being like, to be honest, like just being Asian, like your parents push you to the brim, like literally growing oh, yeah. up, <laughs> my parents are like it's doctor or nothing yeah you know like that yeah. was kind of the conversation because they came to this country my dad worked at McDonald's like they put everything they had into our education so that's actually who I had to convince first was mm-hmm. like you know I want to I want to be home but you know what will people say you know you're you've studied for so long but I knew I wasn't leaving medicine I was um taking a break from clinical medicine to do practical medicine. And I honestly feel like the way I practiced medicine and what, and the pediatrics I practiced before having a child and after having a child, it was like black and white, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of like, Oh, okay. Sleep training. Well, this is what, this is what the books say. Well, you know, potty training, this is what the books say. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, until you don't have your own kid, it is so different. Mm-hmm. Like the level of empathy and compassion I have now for all the parents. I'm just like, it's at a whole different level. So the years that I was home and I actually had my second son in that time too. It was like a total of four years. Mm-hmm. I learned so much about pediatrics that mm-hmm. I would have never learned if I kept working because I was there 24 um, seven. So yeah, I knew I was going to come back and I did, you know, I, I did do it, but it just, for me, it was very difficult because I knew if I continue to work, we were going to move anyways, because my husband had his, his next job, his job lined up, he was finishing training. So I thought, okay, once we settle down, I will just restart up then. Um, but that turned into four years. Um, and we actually moved cross country. And I'm like, oh, well, this is great. Like, I didn't like try to find childcare temporarily to change every six months to one year. Um, and yeah, and I think they're very well adjusted. And I was able to share my experience uh, with my patients that I meet now. And I actually feel that they um, respect me on a different level because um, they're like, oh, you get it because you literally were there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I'm like, yes, because I didn't have help. And you know, when you're starting out, you're poor, right? Mm-hmm. We don't have any money. <laughs> so my husband was like a fellow in Jersey. So it was like, okay, you know, um, and so you're just like, okay, we'll just manage. But honestly, I, I would say like, if your heart tells you to do it, you got to do it because I, I'm trying to tell myself, you don't want to have regrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So tell me what that transition was like after you, uh, you were at home for four years and you decided to go back to work. What was that like for you? So I think the hardest part, and I think this is kind of unfortunate, was convincing the physicians um, with whom I was applying for jobs that, um, you know, like what, what I did wasn't just sit at home and eat, you know, bonbons and <laughs> get my nails done. Right. Cause yeah. everyone's like, well, what were you doing? And There's like, so much to do. <laughs> I was just like, 
honestly, like there was zero time. Like yeah. there was no anything. So I was like, I was 24 seven with uh, my children, like doing, you know, what a normal parent has to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think I, there was a lot of judgment, you know, uh, when I went for interviews, uh, when I applied for jobs, like the biggest red flag. Well, four years, what were you doing? Um, so and you I have to explain yourself, right? Anytime you there, there's a prolonged break right. for credentialing purposes, you have to explain right. what you were doing. Right, <laughs> right, right. And you do. And it's like, so a lot, well, why didn't you just work a little bit? You know, I'm like, but the thing is, there's a lot of, everyone has a lot of choices and we make a lot of choices, but this was my choice, you know, and I am happy with my choice because that was what I wanted to do. And so I feel like it was hard professionally because some people were like, well, you could have just had, you know, why couldn't your family watch the kid? Why couldn't, you know, why didn't your spouse? And, and I'm like, no, that is not what my situation was. And I actually got a job and someone who gave me a break was another female. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, why don't you come work for me? It was, you know, like per diem. So, you know, like about part-time hours, mm-hmm. you know, but that was like the first couple of weeks I had complete anxiety because I'm like, do I remember, you know, do I remember how mm-hmm. to do this? Um, and then it's like, oh, I do remember. I just need to learn the technology because everyone uses different technology. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was fine, you know, and I realized like how much I loved it, but now I loved it even more because I could connect with the parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I, I really want to make sure that we, we talk about your parent coaching. So tell me about that and how, how that happened or how did you get into that? <laughs> so a uh, crazy story, but um, I've kind of always <laughs> found myself like spending so much time with the young with like moms like maybe first time moms or with the young children maybe one or two kids and I sensed their anxiety and stress and because I was like that's me that's what I was Mm -hmm. so I would try to like coach them and encourage them about either their whatever they're feeding like the nursing or bottle feeding potty training sleep anything I would just spend so much time and then boom, it's like 15 minutes. I got to go to the next patient, next patient, next patient. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's no way that I could do what I wanted to do in that short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So a friend of mine was uh, training at the life coach school. And she's like, while can I, can I practice on you? Cause I have to get hours. I said, okay, fine. You know, um, that's fine. I'm in free coaching. Like I love that kind of stuff. It speaks to me. And at this, at that time um, I was also, I also started my integrated medicine fellowship. So I was, spending a lot more time thinking about the mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, go ahead. So we started doing that and um, we kind of dug in and I was like, this is what I really want to do. And she's like, well, why not? You know, why don't you do it? And I kept doubting myself. Um, and then um, uh, another friend of ours um, who is a co- life coach, um, Sunny Smith, um, oh. was, <laughs> yeah, this is the gets this crazy. Sunny was taking like her second group of, um, clients to Bora Bora for her uh coaching trip oh my gosh you went to Bora Bora (laughs) I won a trip to Bora Bora oh no wow that is how (laughs) it happened yes that I actually didn't tell you but this is how it happened that it was like the week before they were leaving she said I'm going to give it to one person she announced it I wrote a little part at an email I messaged her like Sunny I don't think these kind of things don't happen to me I don't even know why I should apply and I was kind of feeling low there at at that time and Mm -hmm. she says why not mama so I wrote this little blurb and at the end I wrote why not me and so that's where I got that phrase Uh she was like yes why not you 
I didn't win at the first round. And then she's like, you know what? She needs a roommate. So we need another person to go. Then she asked a bunch of us and we talked to her. And instead of giving it to one person, she gave it to five more people. Oh my gosh. I saw it on the Facebook group and, and I didn't see the other names. I saw the first one and I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So I went to Bora Bora and during that time, I just thought I was going to Bora Bora, like tropical paradise. Uh-huh. And who knew it was a week of coaching. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Well, it was the most life-changing week of my life because wow. I went from you know, like maybe I'm worthy, maybe whatever, you know, to by the end of I, by the end of the week, I was like, I'm going to do this. And that's mm-hmm. how my coaching started. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. Why can't I do this? I've met all these amazing women wanting to do different things and why not me? Mm-hmm. So I started with the process and, you know, I had to learn the ABCs of marketing of technology. And I'm, to be honest, like I'm not that great at technology. So it was like, how do you set up a website? Literally have Googled so many things. And oh, I'm there with people. you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is how you do it. So then like, that's just how I got started with the whole parent coaching thing. And then of course, um, now with the pandemic and me being home, um, like all the time, I was like, oh my God, if I'm this exhausted and anxious and, you know, just tired with the kids, like I bet everyone else is too. And so I was like, you know what, let's just do this full time because it's my passion Mm -hmm. and why not do what makes you happy? Life is too short to keep doing things and just going through the numbers and be like, next, next, next. I'm like, no, like this is what I want to do. And so that's it. That's like, that's how I got started. And I'm just so excited because um, I find, I will say this, I'm like today I'll, I'll be, I'll be talking to someone. I'm like, I made a mom cry today. And then my husband will be like, well, that's not a good thing. I'm like, no, it's a good thing because it was like, I was, I empathize with her so much. She opened up, you know, and she just released all her stress and everything on me. And it's crazy, but it makes me feel so good because I wish yeah. someone coached me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and ask me those questions. So yeah, so that's, that's what it is. I have a website. Um, uh-huh which I can tell you, um, so it's mdthemindfuldoctor.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I'm on, I'm on social media. Um, so on Facebook, but I'm with my name, you know, Pyle Patel Dial. And then um, I have some Instagram. Instagram is more fun. Stuff, you, know, <laughs> you know, why not? But, um, but yeah, it's, it's something I'm really excited about. And I feel like why not be coached by someone who went through the exact same thing as you? Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about the process with the, with the parent coaching. So now that is what you're doing full-time? Yes. So um, the way it works is uh, I usually, I, I talk to the clients and then we have like an hour long conversation um, as our intro conversation to figure out, well, is this a good match? You know, because I could be doing this and you could be needing that service, but if we there's no chemistry, right? Because you have to have chemistry in every relationship. Um, And if there's no chemistry, I'm not going to be able to help you if this is not not someone you want to open up to. So we talk about that. Um, We kind of figure out if that's, you know, this is a good fit. And once we, uh, you know, decide on it, then I take three months, uh, because I know that it's not this is not therapy where you're going to be coming to me all the time continuously. So we try to go from like, zero to three months and to try to figure out what are the areas where you're struggling? Um, what are your feelings behind them? Um, 
what have you told yourself about the circumstances that you're in? And then we try to find um, different actions that we can take to get to the results that you want to get to. So for every parent, it might be a little bit different. Um, but the underlying, I think, uh, tendency that we have as a human being kind of overlaps. So it could be something specific, like, can you please help me, um, you know, with my newborn as far as their feeding goes, you know, or their sleep goes. And I can do that. But a lot of times, I think it all just goes hand in hand. Great. So how do you, how do you envision, uh, once you complete your integrative medicine fellowship, how do you envision that incorporating that into what you do now? So the integrative medicine, um, as far as a pediatric integrative medicine, I feel like I'm, I don't give medical advice during the coaching. So I keep it separate because um, it's a completely different ball game, but the mental health stuff and like um, going in and doing like mindfulness work, that I incorporate into um, my coaching because a lot of it is about self-care before other care. And very few people actually like tell you this. And even if they tell you this, like a very, very few moms, we don't follow it. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, um, I've, I'm mindful, um, MBSR certified, mindfulness-based oh. stress reduction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that happens through our fellowship. Okay. So, yeah, so I have the certification. So what I do is I try to incorporate a lot of the breathing techniques and maybe some of the stillness um, and being present with the parents. Um, but that aspect of the, the integrated medicine, as far as like um, herbs, botanicals, all that, I keep that uh, separate because I feel like that's kind of mixing um, what we are, the goals that we're reaching. And so uh, mindfulness, yes, that is the way I would incorporate. Great. So what are some challenges that you face in your own personal journey and um, your, your journey, you know, transitioning from full-time clinician to stay at home to back to work and uh, in your own personal journey as well as in your career? So some of the stuff I think we talked about, but I think um, for me, during all this time, I have a lot of self-doubt. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times you think, well, do I can I do it? Do I know it well enough? Do I remember? And um, this is true for me, not only like professionally, but personally too. Um, I was constantly second guessing myself and I had a really tough time with my kids because um, I pretty much did a lot of it on my own. You know, like that was the biggest struggle for me, um, you know, to have both the kids and, and, and do everything. And I kept questioning, like, am I, uh, am I feeding him enough? Is, is, is he sleeping okay? Um, am I, did I miss that case? Uh, did I miss, you know, something in a certain patient? So going from, I don't know, now I've kind of become more about, you know what, you do know, and you, you are enough. And you're, and then, so now I actually say I'm, I'm more than enough, because I have that within me. And to tap into that inner strength is so hard. Um, it requires so much, I think you have to go through life experiences, but also so much introspection. Mm -hmm. uh, so my, I think for me, that's been the biggest kind of struggle um, to believe in myself. And I think that as um, a female and a physician and also like Asian, I think like it's very common 
Oh my gosh, um, you're totally I, resonating with me. Everything that you're saying, honestly. <laughs> I'm telling you, my clients, like, that's the thing. Like, a lot of them, that's their background. And not everyone's, like, a physician, but professional. And so you're like, um, you're supposed to be perfect in every aspect of your life. Perfect doctor, perfect mom, perfect wife, perfect. You have to look good. You know, you can't just be good at those things. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like, who's saying that? Like, it's, it's like, we've been told this stuff and then we keep telling ourselves. And so like now when I, when I sense myself, like listening to that little voice, I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I am more than enough. I'm perfect the way I am. And it's just, um, and it's my choice and I don't want to listen to that anymore. So that's, I hope that, you know, we can all find that voice and be like, sorry, stop talking. I feel like I gotta, I gotta like look at myself in the mirror and, and say, I'm good enough. I'm smart enough. And gosh, darn it. People like me. Um, but it is, it is a huge struggle. And as you mentioned, I think, um, in the Asian culture, that is kind of, kind of, um, you know, something that, that we were kind of brought up to believe, especially as women as well. And, um, so it is working through all of that. And, um, and so I think it's amazing that you've made so much progress. And do you think it was, um, a combination of things? Was it like, you know, going to Bora Bora, getting those coaching sessions, going through, um, learning how to be a coach yourself? Um, and was it just like the whole process or was it one specific point in time when you were like, this is, this is it, I'm, I'm, I'm more than enough and I can, I can do it. You know, um, it's interesting. The only reason I ended up going to Bora Bora and being open to doing like integrative and things like that is because I was struggling so much in my personal life and in my marriage. And I was just like, what, you know, like, how can this be a struggle? Because I've done everything. I've done everything on the checklist. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I hit like rock bottom and only because I hit rock bottom was I was only, only then was I vulnerable and open to all these opportunities that were probably always there. But when we're always trying to like, act like everything's okay, and everything's, you know, fine, and there's nothing wrong in my life, then you're not going to get this. And so I had to go through those experiences to realize that, you know what, life isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. Um, And we can change and we can change our lives and we can write our own stories. Like I was tired of having my story be written for me. And like that going to Bora Bora was the final part of, you know what? I'm tired of this. Like Mm -hmm. that's it. You know, Bile is writing her story. She is not going to be just this perfect little girl doing these perfect little things and still not getting, you know, getting anywhere. So I guess it's a couple of different things, but really it was my personal struggles that allowed for my, um, or allowed me to open my heart and be genuine and be vulnerable to these beautiful opportunities that were out there. Yeah. And I think the other important thing to, to remember is that it is, it is a journey and you're constantly evolving. So you can't, um, and I think for, I can speak for myself. I have a lot of high expectations for myself. And so, you know, you want to just be there and you want to be yeah. done. Um, but it is, it is a whole, it's about evolving and the process and the journey. So right. I think your journey is so beautiful. And um, last question that I have before we have to wrap up, is there any advice you can offer to others who are kind of in that place of struggle? I would say, believe in yourself. And everything you need is within you. That's beautiful. 
And I know you mentioned earlier, um, and we are out of time, but uh, you talked briefly about how people can contact you, but I want to make sure that um, people hear it again. So how, if they wanted to reach out to you and connect with you, how would they be able to do so? Sure. So um, I have my website, mdthemindfuldoctor.com. And you can also email me at bile, P-A-Y-A-L, at mdthemindfuldoctor.com. And then find me on social media. Um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. So any of those ways would be fine. Well, I loved hearing your story. And I I loved hearing about your experience at Bora Bora and all that you're doing now. Mm -hmm. And um, I wish you the best of luck in your journey. And um, definitely um, enjoy the Integrative Medicine Fellowship Program. It's it's a wonderful um, chance to just connect with so many other people. And uh, thank you again, Pyle, for taking your time out to chat with me. Thank you, Michelle. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wish Well podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please subscribe and follow along every week for new episodes. You can find us on Instagram at wishwell.health and at our website, wishwell.health.blog. Until next time, I wish you health and I wish you wellness. Thank you.